cliffcentral.com. It is time for one of my favorite things. On a Monday morning, we get to do collectomania. And uh, last week, I told you about my uh, collection of chemical elements. And this week, we've got a really interesting conversation to have with Matt. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Hey, Gareth, how's it going? Good. Nice to see you, man. Uh, first of all, yeah, let me just re- remind everybody that uh, this is uh, your, your moment to share your collection with us, too. If you have something interesting that you'd like to tell us about, you, you've been collecting things maybe for a short time, maybe for your entire life. Uh, tell us about it, because uh, we're speaking to, to Matthew about his collection, but we want to know what yours is, too. It's, of course, brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. And uh, you can check them out online at scoinshop.com. That's S-C-O-I-N shop.com. Go and find out more by going to check them out on the website. And you, you never know, you could end up collecting something that will increase in value and will keep you happy and uh, and become a bit of a hobby for you because that's what collecting is. So, Matthew, you, you're what, 31 years old? You collect Pokemon cards, right? Yes, that's it. All right. So let take us back to... What, 1996? It must have been around then when these Pokemon cards start. What the hell is it again for those people who've completely forgotten? Or they can remember something vaguely about it. I mean, I can remember what Pokemon, there was that little uh, yellow thing with the funny tail and the ears like a bunny and the big eyes. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Pikachu. Pikachu, thank you. That was all I remember about Pokemon. (laughs) And then there was the stage where people were like running down the street with their phone in their hand, trying to find, I don't know, how did it even work and how did you get into it? So, yeah, Pokemon came out in 1996 and I probably got back into it about 1998. So I would have been about eight or nine years old. Right. Um, and it's really, it, it started as a game. Um, so it's actually a card game you can play. So I remember going to, uh, there's a shop called Wizards in Saving Main in, in Claremont in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. I go there every Saturday and play games um, and trade cards at, you know, in the playground at school. Um, and really kind of expanded into uh, a collecting hobby as well. Hmm. So I really got into the collecting side of things. I collected cards probably till I was about 30, so 12, 13 years old. Um, and then like a lot of people kind of got a lot got out of it when I went to, to high school. Um, and then when lockdown hit, actually, when everyone was kind of bored at home, they opened up their files, um, had a mm-hmm. look around, and they started, started Googling, like, you know, what are these Absolutely. things worth these days? What are people doing with them? And it just sort of blew up from there. So lockdown was really the trigger to uh, to get people back into it in a major, major way. You know, it's always nice when you um, when you discover like fifty rand in your jacket pocket, right? And yeah. and you think, wow, that's nice. I didn't I didn't know I was going to find some uh, bonus money in that old jacket that I haven't worn for two years. And it's almost like that with something with like your collection, because you you probably had it, you put it away. Um, at one stage, you were obsessed with it, and then you just forgot about it for a few years. And, and you mentioned lockdown because for many people that was where you had time to maybe go through things like that. So when you looked yeah. through your collection, did you suddenly go, oh, my God, I've actually got quite a lot of value here. Forget about the fact that I'm, you know, I'm proud of my collection and something I used to be or I still am really into. Do you, do you know what your collection's worth? So at that time when I looked through it, um, I started looking around. I found a guy on Facebook and I started chatting to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he offered me ten thousand rand for my cards. And wow. at the time, the nostalgia value for me was was greater than the ten thousand rand. So right. I, I wasn't really interested. But I started just getting more into it, started researching, and yeah. Then he actually offered to help me try to sell them on eBay at about forty thousand. Wow. Um, then obviously that sparked my interest. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I actually met, <laughs> I actually drove out to Franchuk to meet with him, um, and he helped me kind of get back into it. What 
kind of what had evolved in Pokemon since I started, stopped collecting, um, what everything was, what I need to do to complete my sets. And yeah, from there, I just got completely addicted, went straight back into it. And yeah, I went from about 500 cards to about 3,000 unique cards now. Wow, you got Wait, you're 3,000. What? Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. Wait, Matt, say, you, have, say, you have to yeah. be single, eh? There's no ways any, any <laughs> woman in Cape Town, especially knowing Cape Townian women, is putting up with a guy who's got 3,000 cards, surely. So, so funny enough, my fiance was, was with me uh, when we went to, when we went to Park Trek. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Ha- hold on and, to that angel. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite funny because she, she grew up in Thailand. So she had actually never, she never opened a booster pack. She never knew what Pokemon was. She never got into it like I did. And we went, she actually got super excited. Um, and we went straight to, to music at the time and we bought some booster packs. We opened them together. Um, yeah, and she actually opens booster packs for me. She doesn't like the collecting side, but yeah. she loves the excitement of opening a, a booster pack. That's very that's very cool. So let's look at some of this stuff because you've got some pretty amazing things in this collection. So tell us what's going on in this picture yeah. here. Uh, these are the files that you actually keep them in. You've got these flip folders, and you you, yeah. you display the cards in there. So the, these these cards, what did they cost? These booster packs that you used to buy. So back in the day, I was trying to work it out. I think. I used to spend my pocket money on them. They're probably about 20 rounds of booster pack, 20 wow. to 30 round. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they go for about 80 rounds of booster pack. Mm-hmm. Um, those original booster packs, if people kept them sealed, they're going for anywhere between five and, and 10,000 rounds of sealed booster wow. packs. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's, uh, it, that's probably a better investment than most of the stocks in the JSE, but by a large factor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's incredible. So you've got all these serious investors. Meanwhile, you're collecting Pokemon cards and their actual book value has at least quadrupled and probably a whole lot more. Yeah, I mean, Gareth, I sold a, I sold a card the other day. It was a needle in a haystack find, but I sold one for 15,000 Rand. Wow. Um, yeah, and, I, and, and there's a lot of demand for it. It wasn't just a, a needle in a haystack find. There were a lot of people willing to buy it. Um, so there, there are a lot of unique ones. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen sort of Logan Paul coming out with his fight with Flo- uh, Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. with a half a million dollar Charizard around his neck. There are a lot of cars that really massively increased in value. Um, and there's, there's a lot of demand. Do, the crazy do you find people like they, they, they don't take you seriously because collecting Pokemon cards is not like collecting, you know, gold coins, for example. So just because a gold coin is a much more serious investment, despite the fact that yours have increased in value in a way that gold coins probably never have at any time in history. Do you find people are like, oh, Pokemon cards, what are you, like 15? Yeah, a few people. I mean, my friends <laughs> obviously rip me, yeah. um, especially when they find out the, the, the price of the cards I'm buying. Yeah. But there are a few things that really make Pokemon stand out. I think, number one, I mean, it's the, it's the, most, uh, it's the highest grossing media franchise of all time. Um, you can look at the, the graph. I mean, if you look at Star Wars, you look at Disney, uh-huh. they're actually really small compared to Pokemon. Um, hmm. it's, it's very gender neutral. So girls are Pokemon, guys are Pokemon. And I think the big thing is the nostalgia value. Um, you know, when I open my, my collection, it takes me straight back to being sort of eight to 10 years old. Everything's good. Life's good. You're having fun. Um, hmm. you remember, you know, going onto ETV and watching Indigo League, the, the, the cartoon that was on. And the song comes on, it just it takes you straight back to being a kid. And it's just amazing. So That's the nostalgia nice. value is really big. It's nice that you could yeah. switch that on. Some people 
get very old and crusty like me and Leanne and Bolelo and we forget <laughs> we forget what it's like to be kids. Okay, so take us through some of these cards here. What are these? So the one at the bottom is the one that sort of everyone will remember. That's the that's the Charizard. So Charizard. the original set that came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the original set that came out in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So when everyone starts collecting, that that one on the bottom left is the first card that everybody sort of wants to get. Hmm. Um, and uh, then the and then the ones on the right hand. Sorry, yeah. No, no, I'm I'm a complete novice to this. I've never seen any of these mm. things in my life. So you really you're going to have to educate me from the ground up here. I'm I'm okay. useless on this stuff. Start yeah, like yeah. those three bottom ones look the same to me. Yeah, sorry. So, so they are. So the first one that came out is the, the one on the left. So that's a card that's from 1996. I mean, that's a 25-year-old card. Uh-huh. Then what came out this year was the 25th anniversary set. So this year is actually the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, huh. and they reprinted quite a lot of unique cards. Mm. So the one, the one in the middle is actually a gold metal card. Hmm. Um, yeah, that was going for about uh-huh. 3,000 at one stage. And then the one on the right is, you can see the 25th anniversary stamp. Yes. Uh, okay, but now. Yeah, that little Pikachu so, with the cheeks. So yeah. just tell me, that middle one that is made of gold, and you see Leanne wouldn't have seen that. And then she would have, she would have picked one of the three cards at random. But if you were sharp and you Throwing were looking. Throwing the rest away. Yeah, you know, like that middle <laughs> card's got some other value other than the Pokemon value. All right. So 25th anniversary edition, did you buy that, that set? Yeah, so I've just I've just finished the set now. It's uh, it was it was a difficult one to complete. Mm-hmm. And Gareth, I've actually got some booster packs for you from the 25th anniversary. We can open just to see if you got any luck to see if we can pull the, char- Dude, the, the Charizard. I I don't I think it would be wasted on me to be perfectly honest. This is like uh, if Bulelo gave me tickets to some sports match. It would be a complete waste of his money and 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 generosity. Yeah. Or, or, or if Gareth bought me another coffee. I would be glad. Yeah, exactly. I would be glad to see your facial expressions when you open these things. But there are lots of Pokémon collectors in this country, right? South Africa's got uh, quite a large collecting community. So what what sort of do you, do you have a group that you belong to? Have you got like a WhatsApp group that you're on? Is there a Facebook group? Uh, how many people do you know that are into the same thing? Quite a few. Um, yeah, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say names, but mm. yeah, we got to, there's, a, there's a group. We, I'm a moderator on a group called PokeBro on, oh, yeah. on Facebook. There are, few, there are a few others. If you search for Pokemon South Africa, you'll find one. Um, about three different WhatsApp groups. So at any one time, I've got about a thousand WhatsApp notifications on wow. my phone. Um, it's, it's pretty crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, a very, very active community. What's going on? And, and so, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mula. So sorry, before we get into that. Uh, so, so Matt, has your interest in this? Um, does it go to other anime? Did other anime lead you to Pokemon? Can you remember back then, sort of Dragon Ball Z and, and all of that? Or do you? Um, do, and I, I wanted to know: Do you go like? Uh, what do you call it, like a Comic-Con style? Is there something like that for Pokemon? Uh, I've never really heard or seen it. So, yeah, I mean, like most people, Dragon Ball Z was a, was a big part of my, my childhood. But I think everyone kind of sticks to one thing. So I've always stuck to Pokemon. I've, I've dabbled in The Simpsons, Futurama, sort of everything. I've always been, I've always liked animations. Um, but Pokemon around the world is massive. So, you know, in Japan, you've got the Pokemon Center. In New York, you've got the Pokemon Center. So they release special editions, things like that. So my interest really lies in um, in stamps. I like I like more than just a rare card. I like it yet to be somewhere at a certain time. So Gareth, if you, if you pull that that picture up again, if you don't mind, with sure. the Charizard. So the one the one oh, before. Right, right, got you. Yeah. So what are the, the on the top row? You see the Pikachu's. Yes. So for example, the the one with the the one above the the, 
Charles on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. That's the 10th anniversary Pikachu. So hmm. Hulk Hogan was actually part of that, um, yeah, that tour in America, and he would hand these out, and they were touring around America. So you could only get it on the roadshow in America. So I imported that wow. on eBay, basically. Then the one next to it is a, is a UK exclusive 20th anniversary Pikachu. So we never got the, the 20th anniversary set here. Um, that little stamp has a 20 on it. Mm-hmm. And then the one on the right, the, the Pikachu. So that's actually came in, um, Happy Meals in America. <laughs> so there, and that's the 25th anniversary Pikachu, but it was a McDonald's exclusive. So you can only get it when you bought a Happy Meal. They give you a little booster pack with it. Yeah. And you, that's the rarest one there. Is that the, is that the rarest one in your collection? No, these are, I wouldn't say it's the rarest, but these are some of the more interesting ones. Um, and they are super rare. They, in South Africa, at least, because you have to import a lot of them. Which one is the one that you're, you're most, you know, covetous of? Like, which is the one that if, if, you, if your house was on fire and you could only save one of them, which one would it be? Gareth, I don't want to say it's all of them. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, the, the, the one on its own isn't, isn't necessary. That's the collection that makes it uh, valuable. But if there was one card that you kind of look at and go, mm-hmm, that's my pride, enjoy that one. I definitely, that Pikachu you see there with the 10th anniversary stamp, it's, it's right up there. That's the, the, um, the top just, right, the, the one on the top right. Uh, it's on my left, but yeah, I think the okay. top left, I think, yeah. Okay. Um, that's one. I just, I just love the, the fact that Hulk Hogan gave it out. It was just, oh, right. and you can only get it in America. Those are sort of things that I love about the, the collecting side of things, not just a rare card and a booster pack. All right. What, what are all of these here then in this picture? Cause here you've got a whole assortment of them. This was quite interesting. Um, so, so I buy cards from a, from a local shop near me and they called me and they, they asked me to help a lady. She came in with, with a box of cards. Yeah. Um, so I actually helped her sell. All, all the cards um, and started education plan for her kids. Oh, wow. But these are a few that I kept for myself that because I had to deal yeah. with them. I kept a few of them. Um, and these are, these are really interesting. So the, this is a competition um, and the little one on the top left, the Eevee, when mm-hmm. you entered the competition, you got that. And as you progressed throughout the competition, you got the different cards. So it's not on here. I hadn't got it just yet, but I, I bought one, which was when, when you're in the finals. And then when you eventually won the finals, you got that victory medal at the bottom. Oh, wow. So this person, she got the cards from it, obviously gone through the competition, went right through it, and eventually won it, um, which is really cool to see as well. So that's essentially a first-place medal, yeah. Phenomenal. And, and you remember that, hmm. what was that game people used to play where they would literally go around town chasing down these Pokemons? Uh, Pokemon Go. So Pokemon yeah, Go, I never awesome. really got into it, but it's still got a massive following. I mean, you can find it on Facebook as well. People go go crazy for it. Yeah, there were people who were. Uh, somebody even says here she knows someone who drove into a pavement while trying to catch a Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Ah. I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Nutcases. <laughs> well, there was a story, Gareth. I don't know if you saw it in uh, in New York. There was mm. the two policemen got fired because they they didn't attend the robbery because they were trying to catch a, a Pokemon on Pokemon wow. Go. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we collect. It's not really funny, but yeah, <laughs> this is where collector mania. Well, how bad was the robbery? Collector mania tends to the involved. mania part. Maybe the robbery wasn't that bad. Where do you keep do you keep these things in a safe or do you just keep them in your in your in your bookshelf? What do you do? I'm a bit scared to kind of oh, uh, disclose yeah, that. Because right, yeah. <laughs> this is actually yeah. quite, a, quite a valuable collection, I hear you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's in a place I can, I can see them. I look through them often. 
Sure. Yeah, it's it's also sad. Like some people have very valuable collections of various kinds. I mean, yours is obviously one that you can display, but a lot of people have to hide their things. They have to put it in the bank, and and that's got to suck because you spend all your time collecting the stuff and you can never look at it. It's horrible. So you, you got to find the balance. I mean, I remember when I was young, my family had a which called this lock boxes at the bank, mm. um, and they even broke into the lock box at the bank. So it's it's oh, really wow. I think you got to you've got to enjoy it, and it's just kind of luck of the draw. Um, but at the end of the day, you can insure it, but it becomes quite expensive. As long as you look after it and you just enjoy it. Um, so what I've also started doing is I've created a, an Instagram account, so I can at least have a you know a record oh, of, clever. of sort of all my cards all right. in case the worst happened. At least I you know got something. You still have something to look at. Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice. Are you, are you ever going to? Sorry, are you ever going to sell this collection? I mean, if someone comes to you with stupid money, they're like, "Here, you know, I'll give you two hundred grand for your collection." I mean, that might not be enough. I don't know what it's worth. Would you? Would you think? Yeah, okay, right. Time to sell up. Yeah, I guess. I suppose it comes down to the situation. You know, I think if, if I've been retrenched or something, and I had to look at doing it. I mean, yeah, you, you would look at doing it. But at the end of the day, I'd love to pass it down to my kids. I'd love to get the, the my kids involved in it. If they choose to sell it, that's that's their choice. But yeah, it's 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 stuff you can't just you can't just get. Some of the cards are twenty five years old plus. They they're really difficult to find. Yeah, just just don't have um, just don't have children that then don't know the value of the thing and they just throw it out with the rest of your stuff. And they're like, oh god, dad, <laughs> dad kept collecting all this bullshit. So I'm just gonna throw it away. You know. <laughs> it happened to so many people because because yeah. when I first started collecting, oh. I post pictures, and so many people would message me and say, "Oh, my, my mom threw my cards up when I was younger. Oh. Um, where did they go?" Yeah, it's it's quite sad actually. You were gonna ask something in Bulala? I interrupted you. Yeah, no, I was gonna. Uh, um, Matt, Matt, obviously, as a collector, what do you think of the movement to sort of the NFT world? And um, mm. do do you think that because? I would imagine part of having cards is also the social aspect. You, you know what I mean? You can meet people because uh, I like that aspect of anything, whether it's video games or that is with NFTs, we're going to lose that because then I'm just some nerd on my phone at home and I quite like the NFT thing. But what do you think of that as a collector? Uh, I've been interested to to hear from collectors what they think. So it's a, it's a great question. So I think the first thing Pokemon Thank did you. is they, they did a really, they did a really innovative thing. So when you, when you open a booster pack, I'll actually like to open one just now, just so you guys can see. Mm. Um, they give you a little code card, and you can scan that code card, and there's actually online, you can play the game online, and it gives you another digital booster pack. Hmm. And you can open another booster pack like that. Um, but NFTs have a really interesting space, and they're currently being used. So I don't know if you, if you guys saw, but Steve Aoki, when lockdown hit, he went all into, into collecting cards. Right. Um, and also NFTs. But what's quite interesting is you can get a card graded, and it comes in a plastic slab you can't open it and it's got a unique serial number on it but what uh -huh. people started doing is they would copy the serial number in case a worthless card and then have the serial number on so if you scanned it it would look like it was a really high value card hmm. now what they're doing with nfts is i will send you an nft mm -hmm. that's a replica of the card once you actually get the card you can burn the the nft it's just a basic way of verifying the actual authenticity of it so I think NFTs have I think NFTs have a space where they are right now. I think they're very hot. I didn't realize I didn't realize that that fraud was such a big thing in the Pokemon card <laughs> business. <laughs> so Gareth, if you if you Google it right now, Logan Paul, mm -hmm. um, the YouTuber, he bought yeah. it was the only sealed first edition case left in the world um, for three point three point five million US dollars. Oof. 
and it turned and it turned out to be fake. It's a oh. big it's a big thing at the moment. Oh yeah. wow, what that's a that is such bad luck. Could happen to anyone. Oh. I mean, it's just awful, right? So I, th- I think the first thing I think if there are any parents listening as well, I think it's a it's fakes is quite a big thing that's kind of crept in. So mm. when there's when there's interest, when there's money floating around, fakes do tend to come and you know people try to scam people. So you know, the the community is really good at, at spotting it and reporting it and and educating people. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think yeah, what ha- what tends to happen is is parents might find that the cards are oh these are quite expensive and they go to Chinatown and they find these booster packs for Right. fraction of the cost kids go to school they trade them they come back they think they got good cars they try to sell them so it's, it's quite important to to educate on what is a fake and i would highly advise all parents that don't fall in the trap of just finding fake cards for the kids to kind of destroy um it really damages the, the collection value and it, it really just makes it unpleasant all right so let's let's do the let's open on the show for the first time ever uh, a booster pack and let's see what, how this feels let's uh, let's see what we've got here so yeah, Gareth, this is all called collectors. There we um, go. Okay, good. Show show it to us. Um, We're opening this now. This has never been opened before. You're going to open it on the show. Excellent. Here, Leanne, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. How many cards do you get in there? So this is a, a unique one. It's normally ten, but okay. this one you're going to get four because the collector set. Dun, dun, dun. So let's see if you're lucky, guys. Let's see. Well, you're lucky. What's that? So this is this is a common one. So okay. the third or the fourth card would be the the big rare one if you pull it. Okay. What do we think of that one? Also, it's just still a common one. Oh god. Okay. So far, very boring. All right. Next one. That's. This is actually it's not bad. So this is called the classic collection. So it's super nice. Okay. And. What okay, is so it? So it's not the greatest one. Ugh. It's not the greatest one. This is, this is why. <laughs> but it's okay. I, this is why I don't collect these cards. My bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice yeah, if, if, we, if we pulled some phenomenal, like, 40,000 Rand card out of there? Oh, man, I would have been excited. Then I might even have started collecting. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. All right. So you are you're, you're the first person I've ever met who collects Pokemon cards, but. You can't be the only one. There's a big community. You mentioned all these Facebook groups and all the rest of it. I'm I'm excited, man. I, I just love hearing about what people collect and what lengths they'll go to to get these cards. You you spend a lot of time in the internet buying them? Definitely. So yeah. one of the exciting parts of the hobby is actually trying to track them down. So the, mm. the new ones, the new ones, it's you know, it's trading, it's finding people, it's, it's quite easy. You can you can buy them. Um it's the old ones that become quite hard. So just buying them, you got to find someone willing to sell, but you got to right. find the collection. So, what I, what I what I try to do is um, find people that have a collection sitting in the back of their cupboard. Um, then I'll, I'll offer to buy the entire collection. I take what I want from the collection, and then I'll resell a, a lot of the cards just to kind of cover the cost of, of acquiring them. Mm-hmm. Um, or what can help, like the the one I did recently with with the lady. I, I kind of took them on consignment. I sold them. I kept like full, full spreadsheet that she, she could see. Um, yeah, and then just took sort of a handling fee on it, which also helps quite nicely. And you said that you managed to set up a little fund for her to educate her kids. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. So instead of just keeping the cards, she actually took the money and she's uh, put into education savings <laughs> for the kids, which is, which is super exciting. That's very cool. Um, yeah, sort of nice from, on, on that side. 
Well, you see, you're doing good work as well. Okay, listen, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, Matt, and thank you for sharing your collection with us. This is very, very cool. And uh, I hope you, you, you find all the other uh, Pokemon cards that you're still looking for. Is there still a huge long list of ones that you want that you don't have? Well, they eleven. I think they're about eleven thousand unique English ones. So I'm, a, I'm about a third of the way of, of collecting them all. Um, yeah. That's amazing. But so not, you won't be done next week. Yeah. No, no, no. They're closing this um, up. Unless, unless I won the lottery and I just raided eBay, but otherwise amazing. it's going to take some time. Um, but yeah, Gary, thanks for thanks for having me, and and Pleasure, really thanks for the initiative. It's it's really cool being able to yeah talk about collect I love collectibles it. and. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. There's Matt and his collection of uh, Pokemon cards. And uh, you know what? If you haven't started collecting yet, or if you have started collecting yet and you want to share it with us, tell us. Just send us an email. Contact at cliffcentral.com. We want to hear from you. And maybe, just maybe, you will be featured uh, on the show next. Of course, it's brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. And um, if you're into, into collecting interesting or unusual things, or you know such a person, get in touch with us. Uh, Contact at cliffcentral.com. We can feature you and them on the show, and it's very, very exciting. Go to scoinshop.com to see what they've also got, not just so you can collect it, but also so you can invest in something which you know is going to grow in value. Awesome, awesome stuff. Cliffcentral.com.